Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have an extremely successful mortgage broker and a good friend of mine, Kate McTernan on. Kate owns and runs Redditch Mortgage Advice, a company that has gone from two to 13 staff in just two years. And she now owns her own office block, which is it's massively inspiring to me and I'm sure to a lot of mortgage brokers out there as well. Recent figures show that Redditch Mortgage Advice do over 100 mortgage cases every month. So we're going to get into how this is achievable, how she's done it, but more importantly, where all the leads come from. So it's only taken eight months for me to get Kate on the podcast because she's been so busy. But finally, welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thanks for coming on. Good afternoon, Chris. Yeah, it's taken a while to get you on, hasn't it? We've, yeah. we've rearranged this about three times <laughs> that Kate's going to be like, oh, I'm absolutely heaving. I can't do it this week. It has. We have rearranged it a lot. So I do apologise about that. But I'm here now. The one and only Kate. With <laughs> so how's things going as business? Yeah, just. I think probably the same as every time you've asked me since I've known you, Chris, a few years ago. Um, just, yeah, really, really busy. Feet don't foot touch the floor most days and most weeks. But, um, yeah, really good and really exciting. Good, good. So I wanted to start at the very beginning then. give us a, Can you give us a little background of how you became a mortgage broker? Yeah, so um, I fell into a state agency, really, um, back when I was about 18, 19. I started um, studying uh, in sixth form and I left after a couple of months it just wasn't for me got offered a full-time job through family members um, at Countrywide at Dixon's at the time and I was a sales negotiator and I loved it um, and then within Countrywide I got offered the opportunity to sit my CMAP exams which I did passed and then that was it I never looked back I think the day after I literally left the state agency and, and went to start a financial services position and then so how long have you been self-employed then uh, so I've been self-employed for I think it was eight years this year I think I went self-employed in 2014 never looked back it, no no it, you know it was scary at the time and yeah. you know when, when you're going self-employed and and you haven't got banks full of, of money to support you for a long period of time it's always pretty you know a case of it might work and it might not and if it doesn't I'll just I'll have to go back and, and work for someone else which was always you know at the back of my mind that it could happen but it was worth taking that risk and I think I very quickly probably within a month two months realized that that would never ever happen again I think I'd saved six months of salary like um oh, not, not normal salary but I think I'd saved six months uh, worth of you know me having a, a reasonable lifestyle and covering my bills and I, and I think within about a month or six weeks, I started earning. So it's, it's happening more and more, isn't it? Everyone's going, well, a lot more people are going self-employed. And I think these some of the corporate companies that I see people work for, they kind of instill a, instill a fear into them to kind of say, well, where are you going to get your leads from when you leave? Do you know what yeah. I mean? They try and scare you into that security. And then, like you say, if you are good enough when you leave, you should realise after a few months that, you're able to support yourself aren't you yeah and it, I mean it's not for everyone uh, you know no. I don't think everyone could leave 
some people like the security and, and, and like having a big team around them and um, that security blanket of a, of a big company to work for. Um, so it, working on your own and, and the risk that it involves certainly doesn't work for everyone. And I think there's a lot of stress and worry behind the scenes. In fact, I was talking to a client about it yesterday. And if yeah. she's listening to this, it'll probably make her smile because you know, we were, she was sat there and I was saying, how things are going with you? It's amazing. I see what you do on Facebook. I think it's phenomenal, you know. Um, and she was like, and I said, why don't you do it full time? And she said, because I'd never sleep at night. You know, it, it's nice to have it as an extra source of, of income. But I've got to know that I've got a regular salary coming in because it worries me too much. And a lot of people, you know, and I still do that. I still have a lot of worry around the business and a lot of stresses that, that people don't see and I think they probably don't realise um so it's not all working for yourself and having 12 weeks of holiday a year it's it's actually the complete opposite you know your holidays are still consumed with work and responsibility because you can't just drop everything mm-hmm. um so yeah it isn't for everyone and I, I think you've got to be pretty pretty strong-minded and uh to be self-employed and to not let the stress ever get too much for you um, it must be hard running that business and you, you've obviously got 13 staff now which we'll get on to in a minute but it just means you having your own company allows you to do everything your way and what do you put your success down to to build in this huge company that you've got now um I think generally you know 80 percent of anyone that has got a successful business um and it's continued success I think majority of it is your work ethic like you've got to work hard there is absolutely no way I couldn't work hard and the the business be running like like it is you know um there's no way I could do what I do without going home and and working between the hours of half seven when I put Joseph to bed and half 10 11 o'clock some nights when I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff or catching up on the stuff that I haven't done in in the day so I definitely think that the biggest thing is work ethic and if anyone goes into running a business um thinking that you are going to get 12 weeks of holiday a year when you're going to work less that was never actually the reason why I did what I did because I like working and I think if someone likes working I always say I've got a saying you're either wired that way or you're not Mm. and no matter what I do I will always put 100% in probably 125% because it's just the way I am I've always worked and grafting that that's what what I do you know so that's not the reason that I left countrywide to work for myself the reason I left countrywide to work for myself is that I thought, you know, there's there's good parts of what I do and they've trained me really, really well, but there's so much that they do wrong that I, I don't want to be a part of anymore, that, you know, I'm spending too much time providing figures to, you know, different levels of management and I want to use that time to speak to clients and do actually what I really, really enjoy doing and that's being a mortgage broker, not sat in results meeting and, you know, one-to-ones all the time. So that's the reason I did it, not to have 12 weeks off a year, which you know people seem seem to think that you do but I don't I'm I'm glad you spoke about that because you said that you wanted to do things your way when you left countrywide and this has enabled you to do so Mm. and if people were on the you had a prime missed call a couple of weeks sorry yesterday wasn't it um it's all for you it's all about spending time with clients isn't it and a lot of people have said to you in the past stop Mm. spending so much time with your clients what do you say to that 
don't let anyone ever tell you that you're spending too much time on clients because you know that's ultimately what the base of our business is is the time that we've invested and the interaction with our clients and how involved and how interested we are in what they do and their families and you know when they see us every couple of years it's the best part about the job it's you know growing with people I'm really really lucky that actually a lot of my clients are similar age group and we've grown together and it's really nice because I like seeing them grow and they actually genuinely like seeing me grow and they know my little boy's first name and they'll ask how James is and I'll I'll know what's going on in their lives and their sisters and brothers lives because I do all of the mortgage so um you know you should never ever ever be told that you're spending too much time with someone because sometimes there are customers that come in here that we still spend time on but we don't make any money out of them because we can't help them but the time that we've invested in them is is them going away and telling someone else about us and saying you know even though they couldn't help me these are the people that you need to be going to 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 help you so yeah. um yeah and I think I think recently with COVID that's one of the things that as you get less time to spend with clients and I don't like that and that's why I've had to take on more staff to try and put us in a position where we can continue to spend more me on my own I can't spend as much time with clients how many hours in the day haven't you? it wasn't enough hours in the day and that that's the the bad thing probably about the last 12 to 18 months that that we need to try and get back is spending more time with people perfect example of that in practice and I don't know if I've ever spoke to you about this but Kate and I used to Kate used to be a mortgage advisor at the top of an estate agent that I used to work in the loft uh, Kate, yeah they used to be in the loft <laughs> this small little office two little offices and they were just pumping out all these figures but I think it was a Saturday and I was downstairs and this um couple came in with their I think it was I think it was a new, like a newborn baby and they came in oh we're here to see Kate no problem so the way that they were talking about Kate was as if they were family. Kate comes downstairs and she's like, oh, my God, it's the baby. It has a big fuss, talking as if you'd, do you know what I mean? If you, as if you'd seen them every week for the last five years. Yeah. At the appointment, they went. And I went to Kate. I said, I'd only just met you. And I said, who were they? And you were like, oh, well, I did them all these two years ago. <laughs> I said, so you've got a relationship with somebody like that that you haven't seen for two years, yet they're bringing their newborn baby in. And you said, yeah, when I booked the appointment, I said, I want you to bring the little one in. Yeah. To me, but, then, whichever client I ever see to see come to see Kate, they're all exactly the same. And that, you can't put a figure on that. Do you know what I mean? You can't say you need to do X, Y, and Z for that to happen. That's a relationship you've built up over years with them, isn't it? Yeah, but that is also something that I, I couldn't put a figure on because it's actually just something that's quite natural that... <clears throat> It can't be trained almost. You, yeah, your clients become, and I actually always use this analogy when people say, why, why do clients come back to you or why do you do what you do? Because that's something that really natural that happens. Like I like my clients. We become friends on Facebook. We follow each other's lives, not as a mortgage advisor, but me as, as Kate McTurnan, mom of Joseph and, you know, wife to James and my clients as people, not, not clients. And I take a genuine interest in that. So when you've got a genuine interest in that person, they've more become your friend than they have a client. It's really not very hard to do the right thing by them every time because you're not doing it as a client. You're doing it as a, I always say to people, the advice I'm giving you is, is the advice that I'd give to my brother or sister, whether it's going to make me money or whether it's not, but it's going to be the very, very best advice that I would give to my brother, my sister, my mum or dad, because that that's how 
how yeah. passionate I feel about you know you as people as well as you're not just a number you're a client and the minute that you stop caring is the minute when everything will change for us so I've got no intention of, of stopping that or stopping caring even though I know you know recently it, it, it's quite difficult that you know stepping away from being a mortgage advisor and, and doing less of it because I've got so much going on with the business now is, is I always reassure people any of my my customers that come in and out of here even though I might not see them or I might not speak to them I recognize them in the diary I tell the growth that they're seeing they're really good clients of mine you need to look after them tell them that I said hello let me check over the case before it gets submitted just to make sure that I'm happy with the recommendation so that doesn't stop I wish it would because I just it, your that, life that, easy, that, yeah it still consumes so much of my time but I, I, you know I do feel very very protective over all of my clients so yeah it's nice it's, the, it's, a, it's an amazing job what what a nice job to have to speak to people and you try to, and to help your friends basically yeah. day in day out to help people it's yeah it's really nice it's nice to hear that because we, we obviously never speak about about it like this in the business and when you're taking on staff you want them to have exactly that same ethos don't so can you talk us through how it went from because it was just you and Jem at the time wasn't it and no, then so actually it started Yasmin was my first administrator yeah um and the reason I took I mean I know you said one of the questions was going to be what made you I didn't really have it well I, had, I did I had a choice so I was at a crossroads where I'd had Joseph I was going to have some maternity leave I didn't I had a month off work my husband ended up taking three months off work because I was in hospital for a month and I remember the doctors used to come in and I'd be sat on my laptop with all these files around me and they'd <laughs> laugh and I was like look if I'm in here for a month I'm I'm working for the next month so just get on with it and take my bloods or do whatever you've got around my phone around my file <laughs> you're submitting it I never knew it submitting a mortgage application and yeah somebody sat there taking bloods yeah because they said you're gonna you're gonna be in for a month until you have him and I was like well my laptop's coming with me then um so I was in hospital and it was really weird. It was like whilst I was in hospital, someone turned on this tap and it was just getting busier and busier by the week. And um, I remember saying to James, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, can't, I, was, I was on my own at the time. And I, I can't take any time off. So we made the decision that he was going to take a few months off work. I went back to work. So I was at a crossroads, me on my own. So I either had to make a decision to be really really strict and stop taking on new business or stick to my you know my diary of maybe seeing a few people every day a couple of people every day and and that would be it um or I take on staff and that would allow me to grow and continue to take on more business um and me being me turning away business would have never ever been an option so yeah Yaz who was actually a client was my first member of staff yeah she's still with us today um and then Gemma uh, I think a few months after Gemma followed and then there was Pip doing um she started sort of again she was a client and we we took her on as a as a newly qualified mortgage advisor and she started doing a bit of protection then I trained her up in the mortgages then Kelly County just evolved from there every time it got a bit busier you're at that crossroads again we can only fit a certain amount of clients in so what do we do do we turn clients away or do we take on more resources so that we can take on more clients so your way of thinking has always been employ the broker when the business is there instead of employing um, the broker and then generating the leads generally apart from this year I've, I've, I've had quite a you know um 
I've taken on three three new brokers haven't I've, but you know and, and that is sort of in mind with trying to grow the business with them brokers as well so um the, the three that we've recently taken on so we're up to five full-time brokers now so there's room for us to grow within that yeah. as opposed to me being reactive and every time we get busy then rushing trying to bring someone into the business that will allow us to grow with the business yeah so I'm, I'm starting thing. to think a little bit more ahead now and then you wanted a base for everyone, didn't you? So just as COVID, I remember when COVID was coming in, you were you were buying an office, weren't you? It's a be- this beautiful house yeah. in the middle of Redditch, over three floors. Yeah, so we've got the Prospect House. So about 18 months in the making, it was. I'd been looking for a premises and pretty much given up. And then I spotted it online. It was last January. So it started the process of buying it last year in January. Then COVID kicked in, um, panicked a little bit. And, and put it on hold for a couple of months but then when I realized that what was going to happen and it was going to come back even stronger and busier than we were before then I just got on with it and bought it yeah and we moved in in September last year it's a lovely and how important is it to have that base instead of working from home and doing zoom calls yeah so certainly for, for me and I think majority of the people that work here it's really really important and we discuss it quite a lot and I think the team that we've got here definitely want a base we want to get away from uh, home. Yeah. We, love, we love our homes and our families, may I add. But, Disclaim um, straight in there. I wouldn't want to be there all the time. And I don't think a lot of the, the staff that work with me would want to be there all the time. It's, it's our getaway, actually. We said that how lucky we felt that we could, after the first lockdown, I think when, when we first originally sort of eased last year in May, they reopened the housing market. We were allowed to come back to the office and we haven't had to close any, uh, at all since. And how grateful we are for having the company of one another, even though we didn't see clients for majority of last year, how grateful we were to have the company of one another during that period. And I do think that, you know, a lot of companies have have jumped on the bandwagon very, very quickly with getting rid of offices and assuming that everyone wants to work from home because more and more when people come in now and I ask them and I speak, I talk to them and say, how are you feeling about working from home? And more and more now I'm seeing people go, it's okay, but we would like to get back out to an office even some of the week. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's I really, really important. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be confined to my house six days a week. I like coming here. It gives me a, an eight, nine hours a day of, of focus, of mm. banter, of laughs, of cups of tea. It's um, a different environment, yeah. So it's really, really important and something that will not change. And that, this office. So we talked about the physical location of the office and the physical, you know what I mean, the staff. But now I want to move on to the social media aspects, which has been really successful for you, hasn't it, in, in growing the business, but also generating leads. So I want to start with what's the best social media platform for Redditch Mortgage Advice? Yeah, so the it, it's got to be Facebook for us at the moment. And it's not to say that that won't change in, in the future. Yeah. Um, because I'd eat my words and I never wanted to do anything with Instagram and actually our Instagram has been quite successful and we are you know building a bit of a presence on Instagram but most definitely Facebook is where we get the most amount of um, engagement uh, community spirit and um, yeah which is a massive massive um, part of what you've done for us as well Chris and we never ever would be you know been able to do it without you there are people out there that do social media and you know I could go and speak to any marketing company about it but to have someone that 
that that shares your excitement and your passion about what you do is is really really important for us and it just makes it fun doesn't it I mean how many times do we laugh about it do we message about it and you know the the fun that we have whilst we're doing it 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 just makes it part of the business part of what we do we feel like Chris works for us yeah the guys in the office say we've not seen Chris for a while where's he been and um that's why we laugh and call you our marketing director don't we (laughs) yeah (laughs) Just going for tea. I always, to be fair, when I've gone in, I've gone in with the cakes. It actually cost me to go to the office. Yeah, you didn't bring the cakes in last week. I know, last week, didn't I? Remind you of that. But it's all been, it it is all about having fun. And especially with Redditch, it's it's quite a community-led area, isn't it? Yeah. You've built the company in terms of, so what I do for you, I put the business posts out and we put out the interactive posts, but you take it to that next level and you actually engage with the local community, don't you? And I want people to realise how important it is that you can have a social media company that uploads posts for you, but you also need to act on it yourself. So yeah. what's a normal evening look like you scrolling through Facebook? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I get asked this question all the time about, um, I get loads and loads of positive feedback about our social media, about the posts, about what we do and, the engagement that we get and my response always is is that it's not as easy as it looks and it really really is a a full if you want to make social media work you've got to make that decision that you are going to fully commit to it so I, I, I could step away from it and you carry on posting five posts a week for me um but it, it, it wouldn't it be would, successful it, it wouldn't yeah it, it wouldn't progress it wouldn't get any bigger than it is because Actually, if you look at the engagement, funnily enough, most of the engagement are posts that are completely non-related to mortgages. So our our biggest successes are our fun ones, you know, fish and chips day, what gin do you drink, chocolate day, you know, what's your favourite crisp? If you you look back, they're the posts that have the most engagement, um, the ones about the local community. But when I say local community, about our clients and about things that they're doing to do with charity and things that are happening for their families and they need support um they're the ones that get the engagement and they're the ones that you know that I put that generally I do them um and yeah I sit at home every night um I was thinking about it this morning actually because I didn't get in until 10 past nine and I thought oh god I'm gonna need to tell them when I when I get in at 10 past nine that I'm not just walking in late I've actually been doing social media stuff since eight o'clock this morning and if you look on Instagram this morning I sat for an hour and posted a couple of stories and um and that's every day you know you need to be committed to it don't you yeah it is you need to have a, a balance because if you just do personal stuff and you just do fun stuff people will never actually see what you sell but then if you go completely the other way and just post about business posts people aren't going to get to see the personal side so you do need that balance don't you and you Mm -hmm. can only achieve that if well if you get if you outsource your social media yes I can do the the professional polished content but you need to be engaging on social media don't you you can't win without doing that well yeah absolutely and I think people especially my clients and the community that I've built on our Facebook, you know, they, they, they're interested in what I do. And, and that's one of the reasons they, they follow me, which is why I do then share every now and then a bit of personal stuff, or I might, um, I might share successes with them or when we've won an award or something like that, because actually they really want to hear about it and they, they celebrate with you and they embrace it. And sometimes I share some, you know, things that they're celebrating 
Um, and it's really nice. It is exactly that. It's a community. It's like your page has become the local media channel because I bet <laughs> you have, I haven't asked this, but I bet you have messages from people saying, um, I'm running, I'm doing this for charity. Can you share it to your page? Because you've got 1,900 followers. Yeah, I do. But I, I'm quite good like that. And I tend to keep an eye on stuff that my clients are doing anyway. And naturally, I'd, I'd, I'd share yeah. that without without them asking me anyway. But yeah, I think between between me and Sam, probably lesser, um, whose Facebook is absolutely phenomenal as well. And it's I love watching hers, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. and you're with the industry. Yeah, as when her blooper came, think on the other day, I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down with a cup of tea and I'm going to sit and watch the bloopers about 50 times and laugh out loud on every single one of them. Um, and, and I enjoy watching her. So it's really, really nice, actually, that people... Act, uh, yeah, and I get a load of comments saying, um, like, we just like your social media, Kate. We, we like the message that you're getting out there. We like what you're sharing. Um, you know, and I know there's loads of other pages out there, but yours is really, really good. So I'm glad that I've been able to actually create something that people are genuinely taking an interest in. And it's when you do the serious posts, the business posts, it's got to be informative to the people, hasn't it? So, yeah. for example, we're doing a post this week about what you should budget for when you're moving home. Mm-hmm. And although that that is quite a serious topic, but it's it's bringing your audience information, isn't it? And that's what people like as well is learning from you. Yeah, definitely. I just need to um, gain a bit of confidence and do some do some videos about it because that would be taking it to the next level where and I think it would be really, really useful for, for clients to be able to do that is, you know, show them videos of what they might expect during the appointments or yeah. things that we do, how we budget, you know, how we determine what the best lender is for them. And people are interested in that and people research it for, for a, a long period of time before buying a house. So um, one day in the near future watch the space that's perfectly leads me into the difference between your facebook and your instagram because facebook you said to me use for your business and that's purely for your business but your instagram Mm -hmm. use it slightly differently don't you yes instagram i am starting to incorporate um a bit more about me and how i run the business and how i fit it all in and um a, a bit more about yeah, like a personal business. Yeah, a personal brand as opposed to a, a mortgage uh, company or a mortgage brand. So I'm starting to use Instagram a little bit more for that because um, stories are really, really good for that. And I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I don't even look through the the news feed, I the pictures. Know. I just literally just look through the stories. So I am using that a lot more just because you know. People do ask me about that as well, you know, tell us how you do what you do. We're really interested in it. So, and there's a lot of other mortgage brokers that follow me on Instagram. So that's perfect example is when we started speaking about this, I think it was probably about February time. And we were talking and I said, Instagram story, just upload the most generic thing that you can think of. And you Mm. did a video about inputting on the affordability calculator, was it? Yeah. Just like, right, this is how I do it. I put the wage in, put your X, Y and Z in. And then you get bigger and you got two leads off that, didn't you? Yeah, you just never think. Well, the sort of person that I am, I never think that someone, I, I still sit here, don't I, and go, Chris, why do you want me on the podcast? Why would anyone be interested in what I've got to say? Um, and it amazes me that people are interested in, in what I do and how that I do it. Because, yeah, people message me going, oh, I really liked what you just did. And um, that's been really, really helpful. And then I think, oh, I wish I did that more because it's helped someone. Yeah, and people are are watching it. So 
maybe it's something that I need to, well, I know that it's something that I need to do. It's just something that comes to your second nature, isn't it? You do it every day and then you think, oh, actually, it'd be quite... Yes, we take it for granted because I do do it all day, every day. You know, it just comes off the tip of my tongue now. And um, But you take for granted that other people out there don't and they are actually really, really interested in it. So Something different, isn't it? So Mm. before we move on to Google, because I want to talk about Google My Business... Yeah. What percentage of your leads do you think come through social media? Because I need everybody to know that we've we've never spent any money on any Facebook ads, have we? Any social media ads. You haven't really paid for any marketing. It's all been off referrals and organic social, hasn't it? Yeah, so I'm gonna say my leads are this it's a, a third social media, a third Google, and a third referral recommendations. Wow. Three, three huge, yeah. Third. So when we say Google, we're talking about, we'll move on to Google Business. Now, Google is when people find you through Google and through your Google My Business. Yeah. Now, obviously, a main key for Google My Business is to get reviews. Mm -hmm. And I get asked this a lot, and I'd love you to give a breakdown of it, but how do you get so many Google reviews? Now, Kate has got 178, and today's the 8th of June, five-star Google reviews. It's 178 of them. How do you get them? Lynn Murphy has just messaged me on Facebook to tell me she's left one today. So it should it so should be it should be 179. Um thanks, Lynn. Um so with the reviews, this is my take on it. I mean, so an expert might tell me very, very different, but I think you need to make that decision about where you're gonna concentrate getting your reviews. Because if you're asking for too many in different places. In my opinion, it doesn't. I, I think I'll get a, a better um, result by concentrating on one area and saying, look, that's where we want our reviews. If you say to a customer, can you leave a review on Facebook and Google? You, sometimes you're asking too much. Like people have got busy lives that haven't got a lot of time. So where I want my reviews is Google. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if they're on Facebook. So please feel free to re- leave me a review <laughs> on Facebook. If it's five stars, only five stars. Yeah. Yeah, don't bother um, less. And Google, if it's five star. But that's where I've decided as a business we're going to commit our our time to to trying to get reviews. And I say trying. Um, most people want to leave us reviews, and and sometimes you get customers to come to you saying, "Where can I leave you a review?" But we just try and remind customers of it because I'm guilty of it. Um, when you asked me to leave your review and I was like, yep, I'll do it when I've got a minute. I'll do it when I'm just, back in just bed and the, I've got a minute. For the record, for the record, I still haven't got a review from Kate. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, <laughs> jump on and send her a message. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave you a review tonight. And, and this goes on to my point. So if you just send me a link on my phone so that I can just open it and it comes to your review page, I'll do it. And that's what we try and do for our clients. So um, our biggest success with Google has probably been using WhatsApp. So very often, you know, when a case completes or when a mortgage offers, we'll say to the customer, you know, if, if you because they'll say to us, you guys have been amazing, you've been fantastic, and that's great. Thank you for telling us that. It makes us feel really, really good, and it's always nice to get a thank you. But tell other people about your experience because that's what that's what we rely on. That's I always say to people the reason. So. <clears throat> We, we've always managed to keep our fee for our clients really, really low. And the only reason that we've been able to do that as a business is because we don't spend a lot on marketing. The only way I can continue to do that is to not spend a lot on marketing. Mm-hmm. If we have to start spending money on marketing, some, you know, as a business, you've got to get the money from somewhere. So, um, and the only way I can not, you know, keep my marketing budget low is 
by people sharing their experience, which is on Google. And yes, I am absolutely obsessed by Google. People who follow me on Instagram and are listening to this will probably laugh because genuinely, like for every time I get another review, I upload the new number um, <laughs> and I'll just say, you know, thank you. It's literally made by week. And that is not a joke. It you literally, yeah, I absolutely love it. I check it every day. I check, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. Um, I check my Google reviews every single day, and that's where we've committed that we want people to talk about us. It's where we get um, the, the best result from the best success in terms of customers looking um, for a mortgage advisor. Then we just go straight to the top, and even if there's someone that 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 pays to go above us, you know, we stand out like a sore thumb. So that's where we'll continue to to commit ourselves to but it's, it's all about asking them at, at different points and do you kind of weigh up when to ask someone for a google review or do you do it at set points along the way well we do keep asking them we probably do a lot of people's heads in but we'll just, i'll just ask them you know if i see a client and bump into them in sainsbury's and i say hello i might just before i leave go do you know what have you left me a google review um and we'll have a little bit of a laugh about it and then i'll send a whatsapp with the link to our google page or when we tell someone the good news that they've got a mortgage offer you know please if you've been happy with how you feel right now makes you feel really really good go and tell people about how you're feeling and, and how you got to that point um completion <laughs> The only thing is we try not to bombard people too much at completion because it's busy, they're moving house. So it might be that a couple of weeks after that, we follow up. Um, and I've actually just taken on someone who is dedicated to after sales customer service. So all of our clients are going to get um, a follow-up call once they've completed. Not just so they can tell us we're amazing, but actually what leads through saying to people, this gives you the opportunity that if you have got any suggestions and you do think there's something that Redditch Mortgage Advice can do differently, believe it or not, the owner of the business takes it really, really seriously. And she's, you know, we don't, right. not everyone is going to give us, is going to think we're five-star. And I want to know about that. And I want to know about how we could have made it five-star so I can implement them changes into our business. So, for everyone that, that you know does use us you will hear from Lisa when you've completed and, and she'll just have a short chat with you ask you some questions about your experience when using us so um and then if okay. it was good she'll probably ask you for a google review and send you a link <laughs> again that goes that goes back to your kind of whole thing about caring is if it was a machine somebody would say well why are you hiring somebody why are you paying somebody a wage to do something when you've already made the sale do you know what I mean? Whereas actually, it, there's no return on investment on that particular person of what they do, but in the long term, there will be. Yeah, no, there isn't. And that one of the reasons that I've, um, you know, I, I'm not stupid and I know that not everyone is, is going to come to me and say, we thought you were amazing. There might be something within the process that's, especially over COVID, you know, it's been the hardest 12 months of my working life. I've it just hasn't stopped it's been relentless I've worked more hours than I've ever worked the girls have worked harder than they've ever worked we're taking more phone calls than we've ever taken the cases are taking longer to offer it's inevitable that you can't please everyone yeah. if that's the case and and genuinely there was a reason or something else you know I'll call it within our conveyor belt has stopped so that you haven't had a five-star service I need to know about it and I think that anyone out there that has come to me um, and said look I have got a bit of an issue will fully support me when I say I've listened to them I've taken it on board um, and I've welcomed the opportunity for constructive criticism because we can't be perfect there's too many of us now we can't be perfect all the time we try our best 
but if we're not tell us about it speak to me I, I want to hear off you I want I want to see what where we can make ourselves better and that's if we were, where, if we were perfect yeah. we'd have nowhere to grow yeah exactly and that's where Lisa can pick up on those things I suppose can't just just those fine tweaks to say look what can we change absolutely and, and she will be coming back to me and she knows that where there are um, customers that say yeah I have got a bit of feedback for you I've asked her to come back to me and give me the customer's name and I want to hear more about it so yeah that's something that actually is working really really well for us it's something that's been on the radar for a while I just wish I'd done it sooner because it is working but so well it's in place now isn't it it's in place now so exactly. you get so you say you get 30% through um 30% of your leads through Facebook well social media 30% through referrals and then 30% through Google so is that mm -hmm. through your website is it uh, I'd probably say just the, my, mainly my Google business. I mean, obviously, people people do follow on to to go through to our website, which is our website is something that I'm very proud of, and that me and you spent a lot of God, I think it was about a year in the making. Yeah, it was a year in the making. The website last, was, last yeah. year, wasn't it? And then every time we did something, and by the time I'd got back to you, I've, I've thought of another idea, and you'd thought of another idea, and 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 still we're constantly changing it now, um, which again is really important within a business to to keep to keep changing things when you do have other ideas and that's actually something that I've, I learned lately you know when when I do have ideas like with Lisa and the after sales um call I've been thinking about that for a year I need to find the time to implement them sooner I saw somebody's Instagram the other day and it was kind of what do you think for me sorry they were talking in their person what do you think I'm going to go to a five-day working week but one of those who it was one of those days will just be on the business would just be business um that was a great idea yeah it is a great idea if you can imagine you nine can hours every week working yeah. just purely on your business to come up with ideas like that yeah that's something that 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 i probably could could benefit from if i could yeah. be strict enough to say i'm not going to speak to any clients today i'm not going <laughs> to deal with anything today almost have it like you know to anyone else in the office or clients that's my day off but that's the day that i'm going to dedicate and you know we always say don't we Chris if if we did have that dedicated time and we stuck to it it's scary the things that, that we could do. do yeah yeah it's like you Sam Sarone bespoke estate agent that I've had on before we always talk about things we've got a whatsapp group we're always firing <laughs> ideas in then if you took all of those ideas don't they say like the graveyard is the richest place for ideas because oh. you take half of them to the grave with you do you know what I mean yeah, not yeah. and then that's that's something that I really want to make sure that I do is I was thinking about it the other night actually as I want to stuff that I have ideas about I want to try sooner and stuff that I know isn't working I need to stop sooner yeah do you know but what I mean know, and that's Warren, time Warren Buffett story is it I'm sure it was Warren Buffett that I think it was Warren Buffett he, he was speaking to somebody and they said, I've got all these ideas. He said, write down your top your 20 ideas on a bit of paper, mm. then reduce it to 10, then mm. five, then one, and just focus on that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Easy said than done though, isn't it? It's mag <laughs> magpie. You see yeah. shiny, you go after it, don't you? Yeah, that's it. Diary management, that that's something that probably should be top of my list if that's the case. Because actually, <laughs> if you could manage your diary and you implemented into your diary that set time every week then you're on to a winner anyway, aren't you? So maybe that should be top of our list, Chris. Diary management. Leads me perfect into the next question is, when do you feel you should outsource things? So like in outsourcing social media, should you outsource admin? When do you do that? And how can it help your diary management? Um, 
it very much depends on your business and each individual business is different <laughs> if I was working on my own again and it was just me being a broker then I could outsource the administration and I could have I could outsource it to a company to do it or I could have Gemma and Yasmin working from home um the structure of the business now and with how many people we've got coming in and out and the, the staff that we've got, we definitely need in-house. But just generally, at what point should a mortgage broker start using an administrator as soon as they can as soon as they can afford one is, is my okay, answer right. to that. And I think you heard on that Primus call yesterday that mortgage brokers aren't administrators and administrators aren't, aren't mortgage brokers. So I can't for a minute sit here and pretend that I am anywhere near as good as what the likes of Gemma and Yasmin do because I'm not. They're another level of administrators. Gemma submits cases and, you know, she puts them onto our system, which is Toolbox. I, I can't even put a case on Toolbox. Really, it doesn't make me a bad mortgage broker, does it? It makes me a better mortgage broker because I'm investing all of my time in being a mortgage broker. So mm. I suppose the way I look at it in my head is... <clears throat> As soon as leave, you can, just do it. Leave leave the people who know what they're doing with the administration and the after sales to that. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was doing 10 mortgages a month, I, I could very easily manage the, the admin workload then. But I think once you hit a certain point um, for you to be able to make your business flow and for you to be able to give your clients the amount of time that they deserve and need and the service, you've got to outsource it. And if at any time you just feel like you haven't got the time or you're not giving the customers the time they deserve that's the point at which you need to to get help and actually for especially for myself it was a massive thing for me getting an administrator and it took months for me to let it go you like to be in control of your business and it must have been hard passing that yeah and, and that closeness you have with your clients ultimately I mean I still have clients come back to me now and they, they email me for updates or they call me and I, I feel really rude sometimes because I'm not that busy. I just send it over to, to Yasmin or the after sales and I say, look, you know, guys, can you deal with this straight away? And for anyone that's listening, that I, you know, I do do that too. It's not because I am rude. It's just because I am not the best person to give you that update. The quickest way for you to get the best update is to speak to that department that are sat there doing it for nine hours every day. They know what's going on with your case. I don't. Yeah, and, and I will always get involved where I need to. But, um, yeah, so I think my my thoughts on that is mortgage brokers be mortgage brokers and let the, the experts at administration be experts at it. Yeah, and it's it speeds everything up as well, doesn't it? Because you're going to take longer to do <coughs> task than what Yaz and Jem could do and, yeah. and vice versa as well. Yeah, especially if you are a mortgage broker that wants to grow your business if you've got no intention of growing it and you just want to be you and you know you want to do 10 mortgages a month you're probably not going to need an administrator but if you want to grow you've got to there's no way that you'd grow and, yeah. and be able to do it all and spin all them plates it's the, the old plate spinning isn't it there's only so many plates you can spin at one time so many hours in the day as well exactly. awesome right so we've covered social media now i want to speak about kind of your strategy if you were to start a brand new business so we'll pretend that you've moved to the north of scotland you've got a laptop mm -hmm. a mobile phone and an internet connection what do you start doing to generate new leads so i think me being how i am and the fact that i still love face-to-face -face 
and, and seeing people, uh, I think I'd utilize my laptop, my internet connection, my phone to research things that interested me in the area. How can I make friends the, the quickest? How can I make a community, you know, join a community of people, um, ideally in a face-to-face -face way, whether it might be a gym, it might be a cooking class, it might be going for a walk around the park. It, but what's the quickest way that I can do things that interest me to, to find, to make friends and talk to people? All of it, everything you do, I do, is about talking to people, whether you're buying bread in a bakery or whether you are getting on the bus, just give people time, talk to them. And it's amazing, isn't it? Like, um, I've got a friend actually called Adele. I'll give her a shout out. And well, we, we have a laugh about Adele because whenever we go out on a night out, she comes back from the toilet and she tells us someone's life story and be <laughs> because she asks them questions and she listens to them. Um, we always say, oh God, Adele loves a story because, and that's all you've got to do is give people your time. And when you give people your time, they'll talk back to you. They'll tell you their story. And that just opens doors, doesn't it? So that's what I'd do. I'd find a way to speak to people who will tell me their story and it'll open the door. Isn't that funny that you've not, in that whole scenario, that strategy there, you've not mentioned the word mortgage once. Do you know what I mean? It's all about you building a friendship, building a community first, and then naturally. Because the more, yeah, biz, business naturally will come because your friends, which is what you will make from doing that, will want to support you, which is, um, can you remember not so long ago? I can't remember who it was or what company it was. And they made a, a comment on one of the Facebook posts saying, um, it is our genuine clients that have commented uh, and recommended us on this post, not friends, family or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember me, you and Sam like, sort of going, well, hang on a second. If your friends, your family and your colleagues can't support you or don't support you, who, who you can't, if, if you they know. can't recommend you, then yeah. they're going to, like I always say this with, with social media channels, you use your, your friends and your family. This is, I'm talking about Facebook here, especially mm. you use your friends and your family to start building up that audience. Because yeah, they're going to, of course you do. So actually if you make friends first, business will come off the back of genuinely making friends because your friends and your family will genuinely want to support what you're doing. Yeah. which is you know, a massive part in what I've done. My friends have always supported me, my, my family, um, colleagues, people that I've worked for before, and, and it's, it's huge. And actually, you could make a business off, off that alone, you know. Yeah. Well, talking about recommendations, the, the kind of the groups, the Facebook groups, if some people know what these are, but somebody will say in there, I need a mortgage advisor. If you look at it, it's just rife with comments from your clients, your family, your friend, and you dominate the comments on that, don't you? That's where you get a lot of people recommending you as a business, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I've got, I mean, I always try and like it to acknowledge to the, you know, a client, a friend or a family member that I've, I've seen that message. And I do actually, you know, when I see people that I know comment regularly, I always stop them or I always speak to them. Or I always send them a message to say it does not go in unnoticed. And, yeah. you know, I, I literally every time that I get a notification to say that we've been mentioned, it's in here. It, I, I've got on, 
yeah, I've got a mental note of it and I might have someone come in for a remortgage appointment or, you know, whatever they come in for. And I'll say, thank you so much. You know, it always, always gets noticed. And that um, goes back to what we spoke about earlier. You can't just put a post on social media and leave it. It's not going to get you, it's not going to get you traction. It's what you've just said there. He's messaging them saying thank you for recommending me or liking their comments. It's been engaged. It's engaging with that, with those clients and with that community, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a bit being a bit more personal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Me as Kate is really, really grateful that someone has taken the time to, to, you know, and actually them posts. I've, I've, it amazes me when we see them posts and, you know, I take all the screenshots and I send them to you and Sam and she does it vice versa. And I'm like, that's just amazing. That many people. Somebody's taken their time without you prompting them. They've taken yeah. the time to write your name, to say I had a great experience from Kate and it must mean the world to you because as you said, they are friends and to have your friends recommend yeah. you all the time. It, it must be honoured. Yeah. Honoured. Yeah. Flattered, flattered by it. So yeah. Yeah, it's really nice, actually. That's a perfect way to finish the podcast, a bit of gratitude to finish off. Yes. Um, before I before we sign off, I always ask for a charity. Um, I'll donate £10 to say thank you for coming on. Which charity did you want to make the donation to, Kate? So I would like you to make a donation to... Um, I'll send you a link, actually. So for um, Jane, our lovely administrator that passed away on the 18th of April, um, her family chose the British Heart Foundation um to donate to so that's where i'd like you to donate right i only i only got the chance to meet jane a couple of times and she was a she was a lovely lady she was the um the the positive one in the office wasn't she the most i say you're all positive but she was extremely positive she was very laid back she never got stressed and we should all um should all take a bit of be a bit more like jane that's what we say in the office now when, when we're having a bad day just be like Jane because she just didn't let anything get on top of us. She was very content and very happy. So, um, yeah. So I think that's would be the um, perfect place to make a donation to. Great, I will do. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Kate. I really appreciate it. Um, and you can contact you can contact Kate through LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. You're the Mortgage Lady Kate, aren't you? I am the Mortgage Lady Kate. And do you want me to tell you where that came from? Go on then. <laughs> years and years of people ringing my phone, going. Is that the mortgage lady, Kate? <laughs> and they still do it. I still get text messages saying, is that the mortgage lady, Kate? I'm like, yeah, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Instagram handle. So you'll see a bit more personal content on Instagram compared to Facebook. But give her a shout. More than happy to help. Um, but thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks, oh, Kate. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for asking. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.